When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. podcast i'm mick i'm joined once again by jay hey mate how's it going not bad pal you yeah not bad good 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 uh so yeah we've two days ago we beat spurs one nil yeah we did on their own turf bobby Firmino with the goal that made it 61 points from 21 games the most any side has ever registered after that amount of games in a single season across europe's big five leagues that's a start and a half, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's overwhelming, isn't it? Really, um, I think you know going back to the beginning of the season, someone tells you that, and you go, "Nah, fuck off, that's not that's never going <laughs> to happen." Um, and you look across the five leagues of the points totals of the, the teams that are at the top. You know, um, in Germany, I think it's thirty odd points on the top, whoever whoever it is, and. I know Barcelona are top of their league with 40 points. Um, don't give a shit about Italy. Um, not the country, just the league. Uh, disclaimer. Um, <laughs> and we're, we're on 61 points there, and that's just unbelievable for this Liverpool side. And we're not only, you know, talking about a possibility of winning the league. Yes, I'm still saying it's a possibility. I'm not saying it's happening. Still don't know yet. Um, but the fact that we could generally set a humongous record and arguably be the greatest ever Premier League side is something that I am absolutely over the moon with and for us to be in that conversation of the greatest Premier League side I never would have thought that would happen I think if we were ever, we were ever going to win the league mate I always thought we'd win it by you know the, the, the hairs that are no longer on my head we'd have, have a hairs <laughs> breadth of winning the league or yeah. we'd win it by a point or we'd win it on the last day but it it's looking good so far, Touchwood, and it's it's an amazing progression. Yeah, like you said, I think I thought it'd be like something similar like that, where you've it's been a long, hard slog, long, hard season, and then you'd end up nicking it on with a game to go, maybe, or yeah. on the last day of the season. Which and I'd take, don't get me wrong, yeah, on it, the emotion of that. It's always that Hazel question, Mick. Would you rather win the league with 10 games to go or 10 minutes to go? It, it's a massive question. For those that are listening right now, think about that. Would you rather win the league with 10 games to go 
or with 10 minutes to go. There's there's two massive emotions there, yeah, isn't there? There's pros and cons for both. It's, it, it's Istanbul, it's Madrid. You're yeah. winning it. You've gone from not winning it to winning it. Yeah. Whereas in Madrid, we sort of knew when we went when we went 2-0 up, we'd won it. Yeah. So when that final whistle goes, your emotion is probably not as high as when the emotion when we won it in Istanbul. Yeah. And this is the, the same thing here. Yeah, agreed. But um, let's have a, a little chat about the match in terms of what happened. So, first half. Uh... Well, first of all, before going to that, how was you feeling before the game? Because for me, playing Tottenham away in that stadium for the first time, I was expecting this is the jinx, this is Mourinho. I was a little bit glass half empty. I was nervous, not because we were facing Spurs away from home, but because the manager's now Jose Mourinho. Yeah, yeah. If we were facing them and Pochettino was still in charge, I would have still been nervous, but I wouldn't have been anywhere near as nervous as I, as I actually was. Yeah, I was actually thinking if we end up getting a draw here, then then fair enough, I'll take that. Yeah, I know that's just probably my pessimistic Liverpool head coming into. That's how we've come, been for come, decades, come, isn't it, mate? Into the fray, like, but yeah. I just thought, well, right, if we if a point here, then we'll just get on with it. But and Mourinho would have loved that as well, being the the person who likes to spoil the party for a lot of. Yeah. other teams doesn't he you know he did it yeah. to us in uh, 2014 like we just said before didn't we so I think he would have loved that anyway but like you said it just it just didn't happen did it and the way Tottenham set up you thought here we go again well you could tell straight away when they've put they've played Tanganga and then <coughs> they, they interviewed Mourinho before kick off and they got asked why are you playing him to, obviously make, to make his debut yeah because he's fast of course was yeah. his answer yeah, which is fair enough. Like a good, to the it's point, good attribute, isn't it? Yeah, and you could tell throughout the, the match. Obviously, he's very quick. And you could tell straight away. The f- five at the back. I think they had. I think basically Tanganga was like a. They used them on the right side of a three, but when they were defending even further back, Aurier was basically the right back. Yeah, they, they were trying to use Aurier as a right winger type thing. Um, but the first half was just. It, it, it was it was a difficult game in terms of trying to break them down. You know, we always know that that was going to be the case. Well, we, we should have scored pretty early on, shouldn't we? Firmino has that. Was it two minutes? Yeah, Firmino has that chance, and um, he, your man Taganga yeah, is just blocked, on the, line, blocked yeah. on the line. And you think, right, well, let's have them now. This is going to be us. We're going to keep coming at them again. Yeah. But you're right; it was it's a very difficult first half to try and play the way we want to play. And Tottenham were really, really good at stifling us and stopping the play and stuff like that but we had control of that ball no problem and I was never worried that we were going to get we were going to lose possession for a certain amount of time there might have been a couple of times where they've tried to get in on the break and stuff but especially that uh, ball that it was it was our player in their box and they just hooted up the other end of the pitch and you got Van Dyke running back and then Alisson just popped out and all and just heads it yeah. uh, which was which is a la Bournemouth last season but I never felt we were going to sort of lose control of it I just felt it was coming but it was a tough game that first half especially yeah and you've obviously Firmino got the goal on I think it was 37 minutes Um, what a goal like what a finish obviously when it goes in and then they're checking for a potential yeah. handball and then you actually see the replay it does actually hit his hand it looks like it does anyway. From, yeah, from, I, from I, the view, I, I, well, from my point, from of your view, point of view, I just, I, I don't know. I, I, I know it. I definitely, definitely came off that. If it's going to come off Endo's hands, it's going to come off his fingertip. Do you know what I mean? Which is not going to affect the flight of the ball mm. because it's going that way. And even then, it comes off Deli Ali's hand. Yeah. So 
which way to do it. And we've we've seen it all today, haven't we? Where the the talk's been about the throwing. I completely agree. It was never a Liverpool throwing earlier when it came off off Mane. But what my point is is that ball's come back into play, and Tottenham have had enough chances there to get rid of the ball yeah, yeah. and stop us. So it's a second passage of play for me. And yet, VAR, it, I don't even want to get into it, mate, because we've not got 10 hours of this podcast to, to talk about it. But the fact is that the phase of play is gone now. Um, it's been reset. They've got enough men back to try and stop that ball from entering the the middle of the park and then for, for Endo to crack on. Um, but we go back to Firmino of the drop of the shoulder, which he's so good at to bring the ball onto his left foot and to put it in the bottom corner. Um, it's just incredible. And again, he's another massive credit. And Gary Neville said it at the end of the show, didn't he? He's absolutely vital to our team. And we all know this anyway, but it's nice for someone else to say it and not say it about Mane and Salah because people forget how good Firmino is for us. And he he, he always, he still gets the, every time I'm on Twitter, if he's not scored for a few games, it's like, I see people putting like, oh, we should have, we should have got rid of Firmino and kept Danny Ings. Oh, because like, Danny Ings is scoring. Because Danny Ings is now scoring. Well, fair play to Danny Ings. You weren't saying shit when Danny Ings wasn't scoring. Exactly. Well, to be fair, he was just a fit blessing, was it? for attention, and it's just, but it's just fucking so frustrating when you see it. It's oh, like, yeah. If you can't see what Firmino brings to this team... You don't, you don't you like, football's not for you. Fucking get out the door. Correct. Clearly, because, yeah, it's not for you. But, yeah, we got that that goal, and we said, like, boss boss little turn by Firmino, puts it in bottom corner. Yeah. Uh, so that was 37 minutes I can't even remember what happened between 37 and 45 well there was that chance for Van Dijk wasn't there ball, co- ball comes in from Hendo and Van Dijk got like a point blank header and the uh, keeper makes a good save he was, he's in the right position yeah he didn't it, it didn't look like he headed it as, as hard as, as, hard he, as he yeah. could it looked like he, I, I think when you look back at the replay from the reverse angle from the back of the goal I think Firmino is jumping with him mm. and I think he might think Bobby's going to get it yeah. So then it's more of like a it's hit him on the head rather than a he's ready for it because mm. you know Van Van Dijk in them positions is lethal and more often than not he puts a lot of power into the headers. Yeah. But I don't know that 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 could have sealed it and like when you look well at he's shite chances, anyway he's a waste of seventy five million. You know what I mean? <laughs> Can't put balls in like that. You know. I know. Yeah. Fucking hell. Buy another centre back. I know. Yeah. Cooler Barley is he available? <laughs> Um, yeah, you're right, mate. I mean, it is what it is. You know, it, it, it's happened, um, and we go into at one nil. I'd have took one nil at half time anyway. Do you know what I mean? I'd have been no problem with that. Exactly. One nil against the Mourinho's Spurs side at home. We've never played there before. Yeah. And we, it was always tough at White Hart Lane for us for years, wasn't it? So first time we're playing at this Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Bloody mouthful, isn't it? <laughs> um, get that changed. Um, but then we we come out in the second half and. I didn't enjoy the second half as much as I enjoyed the first half, I'll be honest. Yeah. I thought Tottenham really got back into the game, especially towards the the middle period of the of the second half. Yeah, like, we, like we talked about before, though, if we wouldn't have got that goal, they would have just happily sat back all fucking game and just yeah. not not pressed us until we entered their half. That's what all they were doing. Mm-hmm. As soon as we first half, anyway. As soon as we entered their half, they put a bit of pressure on. Yeah. But when we were in our half, Gomez and Van Dijk were just passing to each other for long periods. Yeah. Obviously, once we got the goal, we knew second half that was going to change. It had to change because the Spurs, you can tell the Spurs fans were getting pissed off. Correct. Uh, they needed to obviously come out and try and make something of the game. And they, they did when they brought on Lamella and Lacelso 
I think that <clears throat> added more of a, an attacking dynamic to them. Yeah. Um, you know, I mentioned Lascelles all there, that chance, that ball comes in from the right-hand side. What a ball. What a ball. Body. What a ball. It was unreal. You know, as soon as it left his boot in the way, it was going in Trent-esque. I said to me, mate, I was watching it with, I said, said to Gav, I said, it's in that. It's in. Yeah. And then when he missed, like, oh, I couldn't believe it. I just turned away. I thought it's in. The same with the 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 son the son chance. Oh yeah, with the laxidaziness at the back. No, no, yeah. yeah, was it Gomez and Trent? Trent was it? Yeah, went for the same ball. I don't know why one of them. They're both fucking English. Just shout. Yeah, get the. It's not even like you understand if it's someone foreign or. There's a bit of miscommunication, yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah. Just yeah. shout, get the fuck out of my way. I know, yeah. <laughs> or just shout Joe's or fucking Trent's. Uh, but yeah, but they had some decent chances. When you look at the stats with it from the whole game, yeah, they've had fourteen shots, which is it's a lot against this Liverpool yeah, side it's a, it's of these a lot days, isn't it? To concede, isn't it? And mm. like you look fourteen, but four of four of them were only on target. And Allison was in great position for all for all of them. And again, another credit. I've got to go to that beautiful bearded man. He's just unreal. And I have a a friend who's a United fan, and he always says that. Oh, every shot's at Allison, so you can't say he's that good. But why is it always at him? Because his anticipation is incredible, and position, his positioning is phenomenal. To, to be, yeah, and that's and the he, sign of a great keeper. And he catches everything. Yeah, I've never seen a keeper like catch as many balls a as he does. Should save the ball, and but they should like I've always thought this over the years when we've had keepers, um, especially when people started to punch it. There used to be a thing, didn't it? Where yeah, it yeah, never yeah. used to be a thing. It's and true. It suddenly came in where keepers are punching. And I understand why keepers do that. Mm. Does keepers who punch, like De Gea does it sometimes, where there's a shot straight at him, and if it's a bit powerful, he won't try and hold it because he knows he's going to drop it. Yeah. So he'll punch it instead. And it as it works in a way because he's getting rid of the danger, but he's given the possession back to opposition for another attack. Whereas Allison just goes, no, I'll just ha- happily hold that in me midriff. But he does. It makes it makes the shots look not very good. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah. It just looks like it's like oh, he should he scuffed it. Yeah, we'd but be we'd be complimenting the um, the keeper, wouldn't we? If it was like a an amazing save, but he just makes it look so yeah. easy, doesn't he? It's yeah, it's so ordinary. So I think that's why people think oh, he's just he's just he's just not a very good goalkeeper because he just he's not doing anything spectacular. He's not. I think because keepers that he's not a keeper that will make like amazing saves, like jumping to the top of his top corner of the net, and yeah, yeah, like he, he can do that, but he doesn't have to. It's true. So when you look at like the De Gea and stuff, where he we because Man United that get like fifty shots on against them on target a game, yeah, he has to make a lot of saves. So, but Allison is just an absolute Adonis. He's a beast. He is, and he was one of one of our man of the matches. Definitely. Um, the longer that game went on, the more I was sort of. I wasn't worried because I always thought, you know, we've we've done all right the last couple of weeks, keeping at that point five clean sheets um, in a row. And Gomez and Van Dijk have seen that partnership that was at the beginning of last season. It's back now. That that's, that that's solid. And you know, Joel Matip will be back fit. Um, you know, anytime soon. So it, it it's good to have him back as well. But I don't I don't think he goes straight back in. And if you look back when Gomez first got injured and Matip came back in, that was all the same thing. You know, Gomez doesn't get back in now because Matip's so good. And then when Matip got injured, we were all quite worried about it and thinking, oh, how's Joe going to crack on with this? And he's just come in and just done what Joe Gomez does. 
and how nice is that to make sure that we've now got backup centre-backs like that where Gomez and Matic can just come straight in and that is again credit to Virgil van Dijk who just makes it so easy for the, for those two to transition but that's not saying anything about Joe Gomez because Joe Gomez is exact is showing why he's one of the best if not the best English centre-back right now definitely definitely like he, I think people forget he's only I think he's 22 he's so young like he's got he's got a lot of a lot of years to progress and he's got he's he knows he's got a lot a lot a lot to learn obviously yeah. there's times where he is a bit naive where he'll I think there was a, a, a time during that game where he's having a foot race with Son and you can and the Gomez is quick but he probably should have just held out of the tackle but he, he dived in and gave away a free kick mm. I think he got a yellow car for that as well I think yeah and that gave them a free kick yeah it did so there's, there's things like that where if that was Van Dijk he would have ra- if some would have beat him to the ball he and jockeyed ju- him a little bit he would have just jockeyed him and showed mm. him back down the line again yeah true so there's stuff like that where you know he's, he's he still needs to learn stuff like that but he's alongside like you said the best I mean well the worst defender in the world <laughs> for, missing, for missing that chance <laughs> um, yeah so it, it, I was never sort of worried that they'd get one because of the way we we were set up and stuff, but it, I was just I was just nervous a little bit. And when we were getting closer to the clock winding down, I was thinking it's going so slowly, it, it was, you know. And you know, I was I was on the hour mark when the, when the Lana came on. I've not got a problem with the Lana coming on at the minute because he's when he does play, he's playing really well at the minute. But I thought if that's going to change our dynamic a little bit, if we have to go and get another goal by bringing the Ox off. You know, we're sort of, are we are we losing something there? I understand that Ox was on a card anyway. I do I do get it, and it was again quite a physical yeah, game. Probably just it was just came back from injury. Still coming back so. from injury, yeah. so I do I do get it. Um, but again, I thought Lallana was brilliant when he came on, and it's actually nice that like when Lallana has come on in the past, obviously there's a lot been a lot of oh here he comes again, mm. the scapegoat. Yeah, but I think people are starting now to realise that he is a, a useful member of the squad. Yeah, he is indeed. He comes on, and in games like that, he keeps you the ball. And not only that, he chases stuff down, he makes stuff happen. Yeah. Like when he, you're passing to him in, in a tight area, you know he's not going to lose it. Yeah. He's going to lay it off nicely and just just keep his ticking over. Spot on. Perfect. So, in terms of that, he's he done, he done really well. Um, I don't think any more chances now. What else? What no, I think that? That, that's that, the only thing that pops up in my head is that sort of stuff, but that's done now, that game. It's boxed off. We've got those. We've gone to Tottenham. We've got the three points. It was all about this two weeks for me. If we were still in it for this two weeks of playing Spurs away and Man United at home, mm-hmm. we can get through these two weeks. It's 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 standards in very very good stead now. I know people probably listen to this and go, "Well, you so many points clear and you don't don't have to worry anymore." I was like, you still do. You know what I mean? It, we, we we still need to carry on going because I tell you what, I just don't want to win the league. Now. I want to be invincible. You know, I'm not bothered about anything else. Those are two things I want. Yeah, I want the league first, obviously, and the invincibility can come afterwards. But it's done now that, and we move on to Man United next week. Yeah, and with Man United next week, there's been some good news on Fabinho, who will be back in the squad, according to Fantastic, fantastic stuff. So, in terms of that, would you put him straight back in? Uh, to the start, start 11, oh. or...? I don't know. Probably not. So I put a tweet up about this, and it got very, very mixed reviews. Yeah. Some were like, um, "Absolutely not." 
he's just came back from injury. And I, I, th I think I wrote on a tweet, match fit. And then people are saying, it, but he won't be match fit because he's not played no ma matches. Right. But I'm not sure that's really the same because you can get to match fitness level through training. Obviously, yeah. you get match not fit getting... through playing actual yeah. matches. Yeah. But if he's fit, fit enough, would, would you start him? Um, if he's fit enough and he's in his head and he wants to play, then yeah, why not? Because it's a real boost for the team. It's Man United will have their game plan of thinking he he maybe not he's not going to play, and if we throw him in there, fantastic. Um, on the flip side, again, it's going to be a tough game. It could get physical in the midfield. Do you want to mm. aggravate an injury so early in that type of game? Would you rather just have him on the bench and if we are a good couple of goals up towards the end, throw him on for ten fifteen? Do you do it that way? Yeah, the same thing could happen. Of course, it could. Um, I don't know is the honest answer uh, there's a beautiful German man that will uh, know a lot better than me but for me I probably wouldn't I've been doing alright last couple of weeks so no, just keep the same formula only because we've been doing so well and we're keeping clean sheets and it's mad to think that we would be even having this conversation when he first got, when he actually got injured I think it was against Napoli and we were all yeah, like oh yeah, well, fuck we're gonna, we might start losing some games now yeah exactly that was a long time ago that wasn't it and I'm watching that with you We've not. We've been all right, haven't we? Touchwood. We've been fine. It's we've coped. Like, yeah, it's not like we've not looked back. We've always been like looking to see when he's going to come back. But we've Henderson's just done, been absolutely tremendous in there. He's been like absolutely superb. Did you say tremendous or tremendouson? Tremend tremendouson. I like uh, that. I like what you've done there. Hashtag. Hashtag. <laughs> we, we want ten every podcast, time someone says it. Podcast title as well. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. Um, and he said that, didn't he, in his post-match interview with Jamie Redknapp? He said that when Fab got injured, they were sort of worried about it, but Endo knew he could play in that role because he played in that role for the majority of last season anyway. Um, well, the majority of the season before Fab cemented it and the season before, and then that's where it gave Hendo the licence to go forward. He knows he can play in that role. I mean, Henderson's the type of player to play anywhere. I don't think he's been playing the exact same position. No, not now, the exact same position. No, but he's been that sitting player, hasn't yeah. he? That he's been that it's, player. Yeah, it's been interesting though because Fabinho, and then obviously Henderson when he used to, were in front of the back four, so like they'd just sit there and kind of move backwards and forwards and take the ball off Van Dijk and yeah, or yeah. Gomez or whoever was there. Whereas now you you're seeing him on the right, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he prefers the right hand side to Maraud down when he's on one of the sides of the three yeah. in, in midfield so he's kind of in the right hand side and he kind of just like pendulums along mm. between the centre and the right I think that I don't know if that makes him more comfortable to know that he's not in one position just cemented yeah I know what you're saying so yeah. he, can, he can obviously you see him over on the right hand side with Trent and um, what do you make of that do you think that's obviously that's a tactical thing of course it is yeah, they've, and they've decided between themselves though. and that's the thing people need to realise stuff like that because of Henderson and his and his quality that he's got and people need to stop questioning him. I really hope it's gonna start calming down where people are questioning what Jordan Henderson actually brings to this team and it shows exactly what he brings to the team because he's always the guy that's filling in for people because he can play anywhere along that midfield and, yeah. and still do a decent enough job. Don't get me wrong, I will welcome back Fabino because it will bring even more out of Henderson yeah. in terms of his going forward ability. Uh, and again, the same can be said for Genie Wijnaldum as well. Um, 
his contribution in that Spurs game. Oh, I'll be having thought about that. That was, was, was unbelievable, which is why for me he starts against Man United. He's got to. He's got that. to start against Manchester United because he was fantastic. When 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 not in that side, it's like for me, you know, people might question what does Genie do, and when he's not playing, he goes, "Oh, Genie do that. Genie do that." <laughs> That's the thing is that you don't realise until you're watching the actual game, and you there's one player in there, and you, you like you said, you like well, usually. If we say we conceded the goal, you'd be like, well, in that build-up, Juan Alden would have been in that position mm. and yeah. might have snuffed that out. Yeah. Because that's what he's so good at. Absolutely. And Klopp's made, like, bought all these players and obviously he's had five years now to, to train them properly, but these little positions that they're in and it's so pe- just so perfect the way the the, mm. the the world machine runs. It's just, it's amazing to watch sometimes just how, like, the, obviously the interchanging bit of positions, especially in the Spurs game, the forward three, for example, were just Firmino, you could see Firmino on the right and you see him on the left yeah. up front. But uh, the, the three in the midfield, they were just like, they just, just non stop energy. Like, when Alden, I've, that's the best I've seen him play for for, for, for a while. Like, obviously, he, do, he, he still does his job, but what you're saying, yeah. He pumps out six, sevens out of ten pretty much every time, but. That was like an eight, mm. eight and a half. Like he was just absolutely, he was like absolutely clad and side off. He was just yeah. like a man possessed, weren't he? Absolutely. So for me, if it it would be, I'd, I'd, I mean, I probably have the the same midfield against against Man United. I'd have, I'd have the Ox and and Wijnaldum as long as Ox is okay. Um, but yeah, that'd be my midfield three. But again, if Fabinho's back, like you say, that's a really really great option, and we can start rotating a few people because if he is fit. Maybe Hendo gets a rest. Yeah, uh, he won't want a rest because it's Manchester United and it's a massive game. Yeah, um, you know, but they're uh, <coughs> lower, lower league, uh, lower <laughs> sorry, lower down the table side now. So it really doesn't matter, does it? Um, not as big as it used to be. Oh, yeah, <laughs> just uh, thirty-four points. Don't think what's that? Thirty-four points, eleven goal difference. Fucking hell, use your shit. <laughs> it's still a massive game, though, isn't it? It's still the fixture you look for at the beginning of the, at yeah. the beginning of the season. Um, I'm sure you've got plenty of Man United friends, and so have I. And it's still always good for the banter, although they don't seem to join in the banter much these days. No, they seem to join on this fucking tainted title shit that seems to be flying around. But we'll we'll touch on that in a minute after we've done a bit more. Yeah, a bit, a more. bit, a bit more on United. Yeah. Uh, what have you got for me? So. Obviously, Man United Sunday. The last time we played them was our only blemish on our Premier League record. Obviously, twenty-one games. We've won twenty of them. We've got one draw, which was at the previous yeah. return fixture at Old Trafford. And anybody who says VAR is in favour of Liverpool can sod off. Watch watch that game back because their goal was the Origi foul in the build-up. Yeah. And if that had that hadn't have happened, we'd have won one 0 We'd have a perfect yeah. record. Yes, Man United are probably our Achilles heel. It's evident because yeah. they're the only team we have dropped points for. I do believe that was part of the Old Trafford factor, because definitely we've got that sort of hoodoo over us at the minute with Old Tra- with with Old Trafford, and we tried to get rid of it, and we knew straight away, didn't we? After ten minutes at Old Trafford, we thought, yeah, this isn't going to go very yeah. well. To be fair, um, but yeah, I, I think at home, knowing where we are right now, positioning the table, how great it would be to add Man United to the list of casualties at Anfield, should we say? Yeah. And then put us on what? What are we on now? Sixty-one. Sixty-one. Put us on sixty-four points would just be unreal, and that is, and that would put us seventeen points ahead of Man City in second. Wow, seventeen after wow. twenty-two games with sixteen remaining. Do they play 
before us then or they play Monday depending on their um, on their fixture doesn't it really because if they're playing before us it probably won't be 17 it might stay at 14 depending if they win or not but anyway it doesn't really matter does it they're playing on the Saturday right so there we go against the Palace at home so oh. obviously they'll you'd assume so well, they got beat by Palace at home last yeah. year didn't they 3-2 they're, they're a big road team for them aren't they so mm, you never know but we're not worried about anybody else are we at the end of the day but if it is 17 points and we're co- you know we're coming into the, the the third week of January. That's just an unbelievable feat to to be at. I mean, you know, we are assuming that we win there, but it is Man United, it is Liverpool. It's it can go either way. Yeah, um, goes out the window, it say. certainly does, mate. I mean, I don't know if they're going to get this Bruno Fernandez over the line in time. I, I I think they're getting. They are obviously going to get him. Yeah. Um, whether he's able to play on Sunday, I don't know. Um, I would like to see a good, you know. A Minamino play I'd like to see him in this game um, just plays because I, I just know how well he could play against their start, midfield starting off the no bench. off the bench I think in terms of starting that you've got the starting 11 up there for against Tottenham I think that's got to be the starting 11 again yeah I'd say unchanged yeah definitely definitely but we can never never can tell the clock can you really the only one maybe would be the change that happened in the game Lallana starts Lallana starts until the Ox and Ox goes on the bench I wouldn't be disappointed with that either yeah. you know Lallana deserves his starting berth sometimes uh, because of the way he plays he was great against Man United at Old Trafford he comes on and scores the equalising goal yeah. that's that's contribution that's what you want so yeah I, I wouldn't be too fussed if that was the, the same starting lineup, mate. so yeah I'm happy with that and if Fab starts then great then we know he's match fit as the we said earlier, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, still nervous, mate. It's going to be a good day. Um, hopefully, I'll get in the ground early, but you know, just Jay's just got his tits, lucky bastard. Yeah, but Mister Mister Two Minute Bottle will probably like you <laughs> won't be having that, and you know you know damn well who that is. Um, yeah, I just think um, it's it's just Liverpool, Man United, mate. I can never relax. Yeah, it's just one of them. We've grew up just them winning fucking everything and then beating us all the time so yep. it's just it's still it's still on our heads until we have a couple of years where we just slaughter them and win win league titles I don't think it'll change until then no no absolutely <laughs> and like I said you speak to um, United fans now and they'll, they'll be they'll be more nervous than what they'll we are of course too. they will um, but again it's just form goes out the window the, the crowd will be up for it they'll be shouting everything um, they'll get on top of us but we'll just get more on top of them and this Liverpool side now is just they can see um, what they're looking for now. You know, we are on that side of the calendar now. We are. It's not next year now where it can happen. It's this year where it yeah. can happen. Yeah. And this side is so focused now. Klopp has got them just... They're just all world-class players now. And Carragher said it on Sky Sports, didn't he, about Klopp is picking these players up from wherever and turning them into world-class players. We're not buying world-class players. You know, if we go through that starting lineup. Alisson, would you have said he was a world class keeper before we signed him? Not say you know I wouldn't say he, it's he was one of them. He was, he was at Roma. He was up there with our black, wasn't he, as, as the names that people get. And the more names get spouted over the summer, the more the price goes up. Yeah. But it was hard to name the world's best goalkeeper, wasn't it? You yeah, know, people look a, at Buffon yeah. and it was like six or seven, wasn't he? You could reel off. Yeah. And Alisson would be in that bracket because he was Brazil's number one. And if he was at Brazil's number one over Edison, who we all knew Edison was. It was good. amazing, yeah. That says a lot, doesn't yeah. it? So you're buying that. You know, Trent came from uh, the academy, turned into one of the best right backs in the world. Gomez we got from Charlton, 
who's been fantastic since he's since, since Klopp's looked after him, and he's turned. He he's got the potential to be a world class defender. 100%. Van Dijk, yes, goes without saying he's world he's world class now. People would say he wasn't world class at Southampton. People would say he wasn't world class at Celtic. He was above everybody at Celtic. He was probably above everybody at Southampton, but everybody wouldn't say he was world class. But I mean, you look back at the the day Sky Sports well, announced that's what it. I was just going to say, and it's like. What a waste of money. The Dutch Chris Smalling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They've had your pants down there, Liverpool. Well done, Southampton. No one thought he was world-class then. He's come to Liverpool. He's been turned into a world-class player. Same as Sadio Mane. Sadio Mane. From from Southampton as well. Yeah. Look through the comments on Twitter on the day we signed him on the Sky Sports tweet. Oh, yeah. It's just like, ah, Liverpool have been done again. Yeah. What was it? 30 million and we got Mkhitaryan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, whatever. Uh, Firmino. No one knew who he was when Brandon, Brendan Rodgers signed him. Klopp's turned him into a world-class player. Salah, Chelsea reject. Yeah. Played in the Premier League, couldn't do it. The first time around, he's come here and he's absolutely smashed it. Um, so I'm just, I'm really looking to see what happens to Minamino. This side, like I said, going back to it, they see what's at the end of the tunnel now. They they, they, they can sort of smell what they can do. Yeah. And the potential to do it, that's why I'm not as worried about Sunday still am a little bit but I'm not as worried as I probably was last season because it was yeah. closer like, I'm like you just I forgot about that but you touched on the Carragher thing saying about uh, the Carragher tweet about the Klopp making players into world class players rather than buying them and then I've seen a lot of like tweets in response to that saying um, well you you paid record fee amounts for these players so why aren't they world class? And he, he argued back, didn't he? Yeah, and it's, it's just, all about the management. I don't, know, I don't see how these people are saying the market. Just because you pay so, fee. the market's so inflated now. Everyone's paying so much money. Mm. It doesn't mean if you're paying this amount of money, we, Liverpool don't want to pay this amount of money for anybody. Of course no, you don't. No club does. But of course you don't. If you want one of the best in the position, you've got to. But Allison, like we just said, he wasn't the best in this. He, he wasn't the best in the world. Whereas now you can you, I'd say he, he probably he is. is the best in the world. Absolutely, and the same as Van Dijk. Like we bought him from Southampton, seventy-five million. We were all like, "Oh bloody hell, this is a bit." I'm sure all most Liverpool fans were like, "And he's quality. We've seen what he can do against Liverpool." But but that price only went up because of all the talk exactly. around it in the summer and yeah, yeah. that Southampton is like, "What you want another one of our players?" Yeah. Right, well the price goes up. We did that yeah. to Barcelona. And what you want tapping up as well? Exactly. Barcelona, oh, you, you want another one of our players, do you? You want Coutinho? Oh, sound. That's how much it's going to cost. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? If you want one, another one, whatever the fee is, it's another hundred million on top of that for the next yeah. four or five years. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, it's you are absolutely spot on, mate. And like I said, this team is just built to win. That's all they did. They've got that mentality yeah. now of winning, yeah. um, and that's why you know, touch wood, we do win this league going to celebrate the fucking shit out of it no one's going to take it away <laughs> um, but what's this hashtag you've seen today I, th- I don't know if it was today or yesterday it was it was definitely over this weekend anyway because I've been feeling like shit so I've been on Twitter a lot unfortunately hashtag tainted title tainted title which is ah, okay. um, people trying to say we're only where we are because of VAR which has got a nice ring to it a nice only where it. we are because of VAR <laughs> I like it I do but um so go on, uh, you tell me what you think about it. Well, I think it's a load of shit. Yeah. Like every team, 
agreed to this at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just because it's now going to Liverpool's favour and we're so fucking far ahead in the league, it's it's seen as a as the reason as to why that's the case. Yeah. Whereas if you look back to last season, we were in one within one point win of the league. If it wasn't for a, I think it was a. F- 11, 11 millimetres yeah. of the ball crossing over the line. What were yeah. you going to say then? 14, I think they won 14 straight games. Yeah, their, their last, fantastic. Their last 14 games. Yeah, we were fair playing. play. I was, I, was watch, I think I watched the last five just thinking they've got to, they've got to drop points here somewhere. Yeah. It didn't happen and I was like, you know what, that team are fucking unbelievable. Yeah, fair I was play feeling at the them. time but you, when you look back you've you got to compliment well, them. There's nothing you can do. If they're, they're going to win every game and the, when the pressure's on and we know what that's about what we've dealt with that in the past when the pressure's on Liverpool have crumbled yeah so we know when the pressure is on the teams can do that but they just like it didn't affect them yeah but this whole thing is just ridiculous the tainted tile shit I'm not even sure we should be talking I'm not even sure if we we should be talking about it or not well I mean we well I obviously part of this outfit I put a tweet up didn't I which has got a lot of traction and it was, oh, of course, yeah. And it, I put I put on about eighteen. You know, last season, it was ninety seven points. We'd smashed most people uh, in the league. We'd done really well, but people were saying to us then, "Yeah, but when VAR comes in, you're not going to get all these decisions that are going for you because it's lucky Liverpool again and this, that, and the other." Yeah. Right then, dickheads, we have got VAR, and now we're even better. So, what does that show you? It shows we're exactly the same team doing the same fucking shit doing really really well and in actual fact the decisions are going our way because they get we got fucked over last year but it's still you can't have it both ways you can't say VAR will find you out and then the next season oh VAR is corrupt the FA don't want it sod off the FA don't care who wins the league yeah. at all yeah you've, the, I've seen loads of people saying oh they didn't, they didn't, the FA didn't want to make it 31, 31 years. years it's like just, whatever just fucking whatever grow up it is. It's, it's, it's absolutely fucking stupid, it? and it really does wind me up. Um, Just trying to discredit us. It is. And and they're like... saying it'll it'll ruin our title. Do you know what? I don't care if we win this league, <laughs> and you f- what? I'm going to get a t-shirt printed with t- tainted title on just to embrace it <laughs> yeah. because I will just love it. Because that, if that's the only thing that you can say, great. Because I remember when I was a kid and United were winning everything. And I used to think of all shitty little reasons to belittle me Man United mates just when they won stuff. I'd just be like, yeah, but this, but that, but this, yeah, but yeah. that. Because that's all you've got. Because that's, that's all you've that's got. That's all you've got to hold on to. I look back now and if I could see my younger self 20 odd years ago and go, mate, they're a really good side. You yeah. know, you look back at the treble winning yeah. team, they were fantastic, weren't yeah. they, at the end of the day. Fergie rebuilt squads after squad after squad and turned them into world beaters and fair play to them. And Which that's is, what they deserve. Yeah. But if people can't understand that this Liverpool side is one of the greatest teams they've ever seen, then whatever. Call it a tainted title, bring it on, keep it coming because I absolutely love it. I <laughs> love being hated. I've wanted to be in this position for ages. And as obviously we've we have we have said we're gonna we're gonna release our um you know, decade review uh, very, very soon. So look out for that. But when we look back at the beginning of the decade, mate I, I I was clinging to be hated, but no one cared about us because we were so yeah, we, shit. We were in, in, insignificant, weren't we? Yeah. We were irrelevant, and now at the point where we've got we've already inherited the title. That's I don't know where it came from. The unbearables because people saying we're going to be unbearable if we win the title. So we went. Yeah. You know what? 
we will be unbearable. So Sound. we're going to have that one. Of course we are. And if you're going to throw Titan to title at us as well, we'll fucking have that as Correct, well. Correct, yeah. I'll have him. So I'll have them all. It's not even like you can use it as a way to to, to, to put us down. It's We'll just embrace it. Just embrace it, it of course so we will. Just, I think it's just hilarious. People have made money from it. You know, there's so many good Liverpool-owned T-shirt businesses and merch, um, like Threads for Reds. You know, they make some amazing stuff and they're putting unbearables on their T-shirts and selling them. Yeah. It's great. We all love it. We go yeah. to the match now and we see people wearing unbearables T-shirts. It's <laughs> just, it, it's unreal. Awesome. And let us be unbearable because I tell you what, the amount of crap we've taken for 30 years from all these people saying, you've never won the Premier League, you haven't won the league for 30 years. Well, I'll tell you what, mate, I've seen it online. You poke a tiger for 30 years, that tiger's eventually going to scratch your face <laughs> off and that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to be unbearable. I've not been on Facebook for two years. I might jump back on it. Um, yeah, I deactivated mine last year, <laughs> but I might just open it and just be like, yes! <laughs> yeah. Just close it down. Tag everybody on and then you fuck <laughs> off again. Yeah. yeah, All the monks that are now on there that exactly. I don't speak to. People listen to this thinking we just do nothing but go on social media. We have got lives, by the way. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I, mate, the take your title can fuck off. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy it. Right if now. it happens. <laughs> I keep saying if on this podcast with, with, you know, quite a few points clear. If it was flipped and I'd saw City that two years ago when they were this point clear, I'd say it's over. But I'm not saying it because I can't. Can't. I can't either. Can't. Until I see the Hendo shuffle. <laughs> I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it. Well, now we've both got that off our chest. I, yeah. feel, like I feel cleansed a little I bit. I feel cleansed a little bit, yeah. We didn't do score predictions for Man United. I know, I'm so excited about talking about Tate title, mate. <laughs> um, score predictions for me, I'm thinking under the clean sheet, my friend. I am. Um, because for the last couple of weeks when I've said we're going to concede, we haven't. Um, so I'm going to change my mind now. I've probably just bloody jinxed it, so don't at me. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going for a 2-0. I'm going the same. Yeah, 2-0. 2-0. I was thinking Rashford's an absolute pain in the arse and they love scoring against us. Mm, true. But I feel like us at home... Yeah, and the the mood we're in at the minute. Yeah, yeah, I feel like it should be not an easy game. It'll be very very cagey. It'll be very similar to the to the to the Spurs game, and I don't I don't think they'll sit back as much like that. When you think back to the Old Trafford game, they pressed our fullbacks quite high, didn't they, to try and put them under pressure? Yeah, so imagine it'll be, it'll be different well, at Anfield. It'll be different mate. at Anfield, but I think, imagine it'll be a slightly less progressive idea of what what they did at Old Trafford. They're trying yeah, exactly. to try and try and stagnate our fullbacks but yeah t- hopefully a 2-0 that's on Sunday so and one we- last thing though um, it's just been confirmed recently um, that Pepe Reina has now signed officially for Aston Villa which has been a bit of a worst kept secret over the last couple of weeks yeah. but is that on loan for the rest of the season yeah but it's so good to see him back in the Premier League Great. love that guy love that guy to bits and he's been around the houses and hasn't played fucking Pretty much any games, has he? So no, it's been a, it'd be good for him to hopefully get in the team. I think Tom Eaton got injured, didn't he? So yeah, he did. So they were so, desperate for a keeper. So in. it'd be good to see. I, I think he, I think he was glad he missed the City game <laughs> uh, with the six-one. Oh, yeah, so thinking glad he missed that. But yeah, really good to see uh, Pepe Reina back in the Premier League and look forward to seeing him at Anfield on the eleventh of April. Um, just be good. Yeah, just let a howler in for us, Pepe. That'll be nice. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for the beach ball. Yeah, it could be a special day that but I'm not saying anything it's all ifs and buts isn't it <laughs> uh, but yeah nice one we'll see you guys next week see you in a bit bye bye because no one even cares no one even cares those days will soon
Sports Social Podcast Network.